Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Chomp time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Trade deadline in the rear view. Red Sox are red hot. And as of uh, 10.02 Eastern time shine, we can't bet on hitting or pitching props for today's Red Sox-Astros game. Yeah, it's great. It's real, real good. They decided to, Red Sox decided to change pitchers this morning because they didn't end up trading Rich Hill. So now he's starting uh, for the first time in a month. And uh, so now we have no pitcher or hitter props for tonight. It's great. I'm loving this. This is yeah. so much fun. We're also talking at 10.02. i got to be completely honest. I know Rich Hill is starting, but he's not started since July 1st. I think there's at least some chance that he's an opener today, that he's going to go Ooh, a couple innings okay. and piggyback by Brian Bayo. So uh, Cora's going to speak, I guess, uh, in the next couple hours or so. We'll be have him on the pregame show as well. Um, so it is tough to, to give you any big pushes on Red Sox and Astros. Uh, I had Jordan Alvarez over one and a half total bases last night on Mutt's big bet. He had a single, but that was it. Cutter Crawford uh, struck him out in a big spot in the fifth inning. So I took an L. Uh, on my bet last night, you had the Astros on the run line, correct? Yep, took a fat L on that one too. I don't like. I it, it's weird. This Sox team is so weird to me because, I like I said, I everything around this team tells me they hate. They're they're pissed at the front office, yep. and yet they've won two in a row against the Houston freaking Astros, like and three in a row overall. Wild speculation on my part, and Bradford was taken aback by it in the pregame show last night. But if you watch Monday's game. Like, Xander was rattled by the Vasquez news. I, I didn't realize yep. they were legit best friends. And he struggled in the game on Monday, made an error at shortstop. Tuesday had the comments about questioning the direction of the team, then didn't play yesterday. I think yesterday was a mental health day for Xander Bogart. So the point where Alex like, you know what? You're going through some stuff right now. We're going to sit you. We'll play Arroyo. We'll play Yomer Sanchez. So I, I agree, Sean. I would have absolutely, if I could have uh, bet the Red Sox post-trade deadline yesterday, would not have bet them. I would have bet the Astros would have lost again, and yet they played 3-2 and 2-1 clean, well-pitched games against the best team in the American League the last 48 hours. Like, where has this bullpen been all season? If this bullpen <laughs> had been like this all season, this team would be contending for first place in the division. Like, and, and we wouldn't have questioned if they needed to be buyers or sellers at the deadline because we all would have been screaming, you buy, buy, buy. It but is frustrating. I, yeah. just, I don't, uh, none of this makes any sense to me whatsoever. 
So, uh, as of tonight, uh, we know it's Jose Urquidy. We think it's Rich Hill uh, as the starter, or he's at least the announced starter. We'll see if he's going to be an opener or he's going to go and just be piggybacked by Brian Bayo. Is Bayo going to the bullpen now? Whitlock is definitely available. He hasn't pitched in a couple of days. So, they're in a good pitching spot. I'd still bet the Astros tonight. I'd still bet the Astros. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, this afternoon. Uh, you can lay a minus one and a half on the run line for, I think it's even money, somewhere around there, plus 110, depending on where you look. Uh, with no player props available, Shime, uh, I'd, I'd be leaning on the Astros on the run line to get – I don't think they'll get swept in this series, uh, and I think they're going to have Trey Mancini in the lineup today, expected to have Christian Vasquez in there. So a little bit of a bump. Ritual has not pitched in a while, so I'd be leaning. It's not an official pick. Uh, don't put it on the card, but uh, officially leaning minus one and a half runs on the run line for the victory for the Astros. Yeah, I uh, I would also be leaning towards uh, hitter props here. I would be leaning towards guys like Altuve, Gurriel, Bregman. Um, I just I I don't expect Rich if Rich Hill is actually starting tonight. I don't expect him to have a ton of success against right-handed hitters tonight, uh, and that's where I would be leaning. But again, we don't know exactly what's going on with the pitch, pitching situation, so I'm uh, I don't have an official bet for tonight. Unfortunately, I've also been ice cold the last two nights, so Fair. I am going to uh, I'm going to take a night off and not even place a bet. Yep. Again, we're talking at 10 o'clock Eastern time. We're trying to do this as you know, quickly and early as possible after Shime's show this morning because the game starts at 2, and i got to get in there and do Red Sox pregame. So it's not the best setup to do picks here. Obviously, they play tomorrow night in Kansas City. be a lot easier to do it then. Eric Hosmer expected to join the club there as well. But uh, as you said, Shime, very surprising given what's happened the last couple of days. The Red Sox are winning. They've now won three in a row. They had one starting pitcher win in all of July They've now had three in a row and back-to-back to start in August. Yeah, that's remarkable. Ba- and uh, That's Cutter- baseball, Susan. That's baseball. You pointed Susan. it out, and Cutter Crawford continues to be a bright oh, spot in this rotation. Yep. Like a, a young rookie pitcher who looks like he could at least have some kind of impact in the back end of your rotation going forward, and I, I think that's awesome. You yesterday on this uh, show, you promised a lock for the Hall of Fame game. Now, I'm not going to release my pick till tomorrow. I'm a day of game guy, so we're going to have that's back-to-back fine. days where we're going to release picks on the Hall of Fame game, which is tomorrow night. If you don't know that, then you probably should not be listening to this podcast. If you didn't know tomorrow was the first NFL preseason game, then why the hell are you listening to this show? <laughs> That's what I'd ask. I would uh, also be asking the same thing. It is the Raiders and the Jaguars. Uh, Doug Peterson against Josh McDaniels, two new coaches. Uh, last time I looked, it was Raiders minus one. Has that moved, Chris Scheim? Uh, it has. Over-under. It is now Raiders minus two. The Over. over-under has not moved. That is sat right at 30 and a half. <laughs> I love preseason football. So All right. I. All right, Shime. Your first NFL. <laughs> it's, Hold on. It's officially August, 2022. August 3rd, 2022. We are clapping because we spent eight <laughs> seconds on baseball, and now we get a Chris Shime Hall of Fame game lock. Now, of course, the Hall of Fame game famously uh, at one point was postponed because they couldn't get the field right. <laughs> Another time there was bad weather, so and it's an all-time game, but it's the beginning of football season, and a team that I'm rooting for this year, and that is the Vegas Raiders, head coached by Josh McDaniels. Shine, the floor is yours. Tell the people your lock for Thursday night, Hall of Fame game, NFL game, number one of the season. It's actually a bet I've already placed. Um, <laughs> I am going to lock it in right now, over 30 and a half. Wow. Raiders and Jaguars, and I wow. think that's and I'm I'm leaning towards that specific. Or I'm I'm I have a lot of conviction on this specifically because I think there's going to be a lot of scoring early. I think the NFL wants to 
uh, he is going to encourage these teams to have their starters play a little bit extra at the beginning of this game because it is the Hall of Fame game, and uh, they want to just get as many eyes as they can on the first actual real football of the year. Uh, and so I think you could see uh, some quick touchdowns out of both of these teams. I think Trevor Lawrence comes out looking sharp. He may only play a drive or two but and then be done, but that's okay. Um, there's also only three preseason games now. So your starters have to actually play yeah, in those point. preseason games instead of having weeks off. So that's why, again, I think those guys are going to play. And if they're playing early, they're going to score points. I don't think the defense will be quite up to speed on either side um, because, again, preseason football offense is always ahead of the defense there um that's why the scoring is so much higher at the beginning of the nfl season than later in the season and so again i i'm gonna go over 30 and a half in uh, the hall of fame game on thursday night are you willing to audible oh you're already committed to it so i was gonna say if you if you find out between now and tomorrow at kickoff that for some reason you know doug peterson and josh are like yeah we're not gonna go with the starters in game one if you heard it was the backups uh, like Jarrett Stidham, and I don't even know who the Jaguars' back of quarter is. Would you would you still be in on that bet? Are you making this bet thinking that both Lawrence and Derek Carr play a couple of series there in the first quarter? Yeah, I am making this bet primarily on the fact that I think Lawrence and Carr at least start the okay. game, at least play sure. a drive. Um, so I might question myself a little bit if uh, if neither of those guys are starting, but uh, I am I am riding with it uh, for now, and uh, hopefully uh, both those guys are slated to start and will start, and we'll be good to go from there. All right, so Chris Scheim has released his first NFL lock of the year, five-star play, Scheim time, lock it up. 30-and-a-half, the over on the Hall of Fame game. You sick son of a bitch. You know it, baby. You had to do it. Had his first opportunity to bet on football. I had to take it. I may have a player prop or two tomorrow. That's how sick I am. I'm going to do the deep dive. Who's going to play? Who's trying to make the club? I'll have my release uh, tomorrow morning on this show. Speaking of mornings, uh, you had Chris Sununu on today, the governor of New Hampshire. Another guest that Chris Curtis stole for the Mud at Night show, which is fine, which is fine. We're all sharing yeah, at this point. Here. Uh, I'm and not, Sununu, friends, with, I'm not be, friends with him, but that's okay. To be fair, Sununu asked us to come on. so I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. He's a, a glutton for the spotlight, that Chris Sununu. Um, here's what I would say. I appreciate him taking shots at Massachusetts. It was they, deserve, they deserve every shot they can get. Okay, they've had two, New Hampshire's had a two-year lead on uh, Massachusetts, um, so I, I'm with Sununu. I will cheer along every joke for the embarrassment uh, that is the state of Massachusetts taking so long to get legalized sports betting and you still have tax-free shop and state liquor store, all that stuff. Him suggesting today, well, let me say, let me ask you because I didn't hear it at all. I, I was texting with you. were texting me at 7, whatever it was this morning about yep. this. Did he suggest that the tax rate that was part of this bill is going to be passed on to the consumer? I believe Is that what so. He was trying to like, argue? I, I believe that was what he was getting at, and which uh, which was not is not accurate. It's not. Uh, true. He may have misspoke, but he was making it seem as though uh, that tax rate, that twenty percent tax rate on mo- mobile sports betting, was going to be levied on the consumer. Okay, so the state of New Hampshire has a fifty-one percent tax rate on bets. DraftKings pays them. 51% uh, on every uh, bet that is made, basically. like that, And they made that deal with New Hampshire. And it was a smart move for both sides because New Hampshire uh, gets a major, major tax uh, return on every bet. But in return, DK is the only mobile operator there. There might be some sort of New Hampshire betting thing, that you, but I, I think it's just basically DraftKings, at least for the first couple of years. So is he? I mean, so is New Hampshire? I'm not taxed 51 percent of the bets I made in New Hampshire. Nope. So that's I, I, again, maybe he misspoke, but that's not true. It's a 20 percent, a 15 percent tax rate 
on the operator. That is not passed on to you. Now, what I don't know is, I, I, to be fair, I've not I've not looked directly at this. Is he? Maybe there's a different tax law in the state on gambling winnings. But as far as I know, as I texted you, if you if you make over six, say you bet on sports all year, and you make like 150 dollars total, like your your total return, you bet a thousand dollars on sports, and you return 1150. I don't think your tax snack is under six hundred dollars. Correct. You, you have to you have to make over six hundred dollars yeah. to get taxed. If you trust me, if you make over six hundred, and I've been lucky enough to have a couple years that this happened, both in, in fantasy and in sports betting, you will get a, a W two, whatever it is, at the end of the year. That that's I, there's no way to avoid that unless you want to bet with a bookie. So if you want to bet with a bookie, that can happen. If you bet with DK, they share your tax information uh, with the state, with the with the the fed the feds. And if you hit for a really big number, they automatically take like 24% out for federal withholding. So yep. those things are all true. But as far as I know, you're, you're not – if you win a bet and you win $100, they're not going to hand you 80 and say, sorry, we're holding $20 for tax. Yeah, I that's not how that works. There's no – again, I give Sununu credit because, if we're being completely honest here, they stand to lose some big revenue in New Hampshire with mass finally going legal. Because yep. the people, because if you look to the numbers, both the NBA Finals and March Madness and the Super Bowl, about thirty percent of the bets made in New Hampshire came from residents with Massachusetts uh, addresses. So, if you think that though, I don't think all thirty percent of those people necessarily will all come back to Massachusetts. But let's say like a good chunk of those do. Let's say fifteen percent of that thirty percent comes back. So you're losing fifteen percent. Yeah. So I I get why he's arguing to try to put in people's mind to keep betting there. But I just don't maybe and, and 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 good job by him. I just don't think that's true. And I also told you in text today, it's not this is not a great deal for Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. Because in Connecticut you have two options, FanDuel and DraftKings. Okay? Yep. In Rhode Island you have one option. It's the R I Sportsbook. In New Hampshire you have one option, it's DK. So if you're now on that border on the other side, Shime, and you're in one of those other bordering states, when Massachusetts gets their full allotment up and running, up to potentially 15 skins, you might be one of these people from these other three states now coming to Massachusetts to bet because you're getting better promos and or a better price through that book in Massachusetts. Does that make any sense? Yeah, and he made yeah. it seem like it was a bad thing to have multiple skins. And as a consumer, it's better. Why is I it can, a bad I, can I, I, well, I mean, it's just Well, there, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing for the state, apparently. Uh, oh, I don't <laughs> I don't care. Exactly. I don't give give a rat's ass about Massachusetts. I just want to gamble. Like, for me, for as the consumer, for any one of us, it is far, far, far better to have multiple skins. (laughs) It's not even close. Ask my buddies in Philadelphia and, like, Pennsylvania and Denver, Colorado, and some of the offers they were getting. Just, like legit, just free money. And like, so, like, deposit you, money will give you free money. If you like, have a no... massive conviction on the Patriots against the Dolphins, right, week one, and for some reason DraftKings has them at plus one fifty to win, but FanDuel has them closer to plus two hundred. If there's somebody that lives on the Massachusetts New Hampshire border, why wouldn't they? But lives in New Hampshire. Why wouldn't they drive into Massachusetts and get the FanDuel price? They're going to. Of course, going they are. To, probably, not just in, probably, in Rhode Island. In Connecticut, like uh, the hundred percent, it's 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 there. There's going to be, and, and by the way, what's going to happen is at some point the the, the DraftKings deal with Connecticut, uh, with New Hampshire, will run out, and they'll add their own. Like if they don't have it already, I believe there's going to be like a New Hampshire bets, nhbets.com type thing, so they can take all the monies from that one. Yep. Rhode Island's going to eventually, I, I assume, 
they're going to see what's happening in their state and add in some other operators. Because, by the way, those other operators, uh, the mobile operators are paying a million dollars a year to operate in the state. The brick and mortar is a it's a five million dollar upfront fee to have it. So that's that's money going directly to the state. Again, I, again, I don't knock Sununu for doing it. It's the right thing to do to fight for people to still stay in bet because he doesn't get if you come over the border and bet in Massachusetts, New Hampshire doesn't see that revenue anymore. Yeah. So I, I understand fighting for it, but it's just not true. And again, there'll be a lot of half truths. There'll be a lot of lies. There'll be a lot of people talking about sports betting that have no flipping clue and i just hope you as a consumer listening right now you listen to the right people okay whether it comes to where you're going to bet whether who you're going to bet with how you're going to bet all that stuff you're you're going to see this i i saw yesterday and i forget the exact website but it's one of these aggregating sites shime mm-hmm. i forget like fan cited or one of those they had a post <laughs> saying, saying, saying that chris olave was the 1000 to 1 favorite to win offensive rookie of the year in the nfl Wait, wait, wait. A thousand to one? Again, not only do they call him a thousand to one, but they call them the favorite to win at a thousand to one. And they got a lot of quote teats from people that know what they're talking about. And I, I think it was our buddy Ryan Horvath of Becky Well was like, I get it. People are all trying to do this stuff, but you don't, if you don't have a clue, don't try to make everything about expletive sports betting. And this is what is going to happen. People who have no clue are going to be talking about it, commenting on it. I always sound like a hockey fan. Who's like, you don't watch every game. You can't talk hockey. You don't like soccer like I do. But it's the reality of it. And please, be, be ca- I'm asking people to be careful because you're going to follow the advice of people that really don't invest their time and effort into it. And mm-hmm. you're going to get burned. Yeah. You're going to get burned. Please, please be careful who you take information from. This is, this is going to get. Including big. the governor of New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Including him. Anything else, Chris Shine, for the people? No, that'll do it for us today, Mutt. I think we're, I, we I think we said our piece. Uh, we did a good job with the Red Sox game since there's not a whole lot to do. And uh, we, if you can Wind- trust us Windham to give you to- give you good information about this yeah. bill, the Wyndham starts tomorrow. Uh, it's the final event before the FedEx Cup playoffs. I don't have a pick. I may have a live bet yeah. or something over the weekend, but I have no pick. I've not done the research, so I'm not. Again, Same. I'm not. I'm not going to give you out a pick to click. Yep, but I've not done the research. Preach. All right, Shime, good stuff out of you. We'll talk tomorrow. Hopefully some more Red Sox info for Sox and Royals on Thursday. And you released your lock on uh, Hall of Fame. I'll have my Hall of Fame pick tomorrow on the broadcast. Yeah, buddy. Love it. I'll talk to you tomorrow, bud. Thank you.